0: Coming to you from the First Farmers Bank and Trust building inside the Broadbeck Seed Studios, it's time for Shooting the Bull with Dustin Shooty. And welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Dustin Shooty. I'm your host, Dustin Shooty, and today with Mike Montgomery, Grant Davis is out with practice. Yeah,
1: you know, he rips about baseball all the time and... He's an every-other-week guy here on the show yeah. because he's so involved in baseball. So <laughs> figure I was, that one out. <laughs> yeah, we thought about
0: breaking out the Allen Iverson uh, little rant there on the, the practice. <laughs> practice. <laughs> but uh, we'll keep that maybe for another show or, or maybe put it in the uh, the closing here. But By um, the way, I was telling you today, I got on the
1: Walton webcasting for the first time this week, and lo and behold, there's my picture, which I have not seen. <laughs> Oh, you haven't seen it? I have it. never seen it because I'm not a big Facebooker and people have told me, hey, we see you on the horse. <laughs> well, I got to see it today when I went on there, so thanks. And Yeah, no Everybody did figure out when the last show that it, uh, Maximus, Maximus was my, yeah. my horse. I, couldn't, I told you it was Gladiator. I just couldn't think of the guy's name,
0: but <laughs> Maximus had, was my horse. I had to look it up because it was bugging me. I don't know <laughs> if anybody actually tweeted in. Grant would know that. So... Um, well, some kind of big news, Mike, around here and the fact that um, Pat Skaggs from Pioneer, very successful over in Rental Center, has now taken the job at Logan Sport and uh, didn't take much time for the Berries to fill that uh, coaching void that they had for, well, it seemed like maybe about a month or so.
1: Well, being around the Barry program and covering basketball, uh, you know, throughout the season, there had been some rumblings. Uh, you, you, you don't talk about it a lot, I guess, because a lot of times it's just rumors, but yeah, there have been mentioned that this might be Mark Victor's last year at Logan Sport. A number of factors, I think, were in that. Mark's uh, uh, daughter, Kylie, was graduating from high school. Um, they, they don't really have a, a, the family. They're not from here originally, though Mark and his family basically ended up raising all his kids, and they all played athletics here. But uh, he's got his older daughter, Kelsey, that's at Valparaiso playing volleyball, and Casey's son, who started Logan Sport for him as a basketball player, is in the northern part of Illinois, and then his wife Sue had uh, been in the school system, had taken a position up near the Plymouth area, and, and so a lot of things thought well, this might be, you know, his last year um, here for that. So that kind of all of a sudden generated the, well, how about Pat Skaggs? Maybe would be a guy because people know Pat Skaggs. Uh, he played in the NCC, was an Anderson guy, and, and so that all kind of started being talked about during the season, if that might be potentially what could happen, and then I have not personally talked to Mark about this, but I'd heard from uh, some people that, you know, he had thought maybe after this year, he would like to pursue maybe something in the college, get out of teaching a little bit, be maybe an assistant in a small college, and, and You know, there are plenty of those up in the northern part of the state if he wanted to do that. So this was something that a lot of got talked about coming around the October-November part of the year. And then, so I think probably Logan Sport, whether, you know, the the principal and the AD want to admit anything or not, that uh, in the back of their mind they might have known that and potentially this is the guy we're going to go for uh, if the job does come about. And so, yeah. They moved pretty quick and, and they,
0: they got a guy I think that will, will be a solid, solid coach for him. Yeah, he did a nice job at Pioneer. They won um, they won four sectional mm-hmm. titles in his time as you mentioned, he's uh, got his roots in the NCC and if you read anything about the article that came out about him taking that job and he was just so happy to, to play in the, in the '70s in the wigwam and oh, he and, played in a
1: just unbelievable time frame. And
0: for that. Saying that you know it'd be he'd have seven to eight thousand season ticket yep. holders and eight thousand to ten thousand people coming every night, so I think he kind of you know wants to get back to the and not that it's going to be like that on a regular no. basis <laughs> th- on this this day no. and age, but uh, he just played kinda, in a
1: real golden era of yeah. basketball for for him and and I I've gotten to know Pat over the years because Logan used to play Benton Central every year. Yeah. And uh he'd come from Attica where he was successful there in his short term and at Benton Central he had some really uh good teams and good players. He had the Anderson kid was an all-star that played at Indiana State and then it had the Blake Schoen who um played at two different college, but he actually played for got recruited by Mac, Matt Painter mm-hmm. when Painter was an assistant for Bruce Weber at Southern Illinois, and that's where the Schoen kid went to to start his college basketball career. But he had some really good teams over there at Benton Central, and then the opportunity was to get back in the Anderson area. And I think he found out when he got over to Anderson there it, he was. It was going through a time frame, which now they are to one high school, but at one time you know they had the three, and they they narrowed it down to two, and they got rid of Madison Heights, and they went to Highland and Anderson. And I think he decided it was time to maybe get out of there because at the time, if they were going to one school, well, you're only going to have one basketball coach and. At that time, most figured Ron Heklinski who had been at Anderson was the guy who was going to get it, who did get it eventually when all that shook out. So he kind of stepped aside for a couple years until the Pioneer job opened up. But did a magnificent job. And for a lot of people, if they don't know the the story on Pat Skaggy, there's some history with the Jennings family here. And, you know, you're too young to remember. You know, I'm 15, 16. I was just, you know, I'd been a sophomore, I guess, when Pat was a senior at Anderson, and it was, the NCC was the, the conference, it was the, they were the teams in high school basketball, and back then with not class, you didn't have the NCC compiled into two sectionals, basically, like (laughs) they do now, so you're spread out, and, and uh, Muncie ended up playing Anderson in the state finals that year, and they lost, and a lot of people remember Ray McCallum, who ended up going to Ball State, and had a phenomenal career there, and Muncie beats... Skaggs and Anderson, but the whole Jennings deal is that Whitney's dad, Doug, who's been a long, you know, been an assistant coach, played on the really good Argus Mm -hmm. team and was one of their leaders that took them to that Final Four. And that's what, if you weren't around, and and I know we're now into generations of that's all kids have grown up; they've known nothing but class, uh, the class basketball. That was such a phenomenal era, and the state was just, you know, when Argus. They had been good the year before, and then all of a sudden they had this unbelievable run, and so everybody's the same thing. How good are they? You know, they're, mm. they've won 30 or 50 in a row regular season, but who are they, you know, and they would jump up and play team here or there, but how good are they really going to be? And then, you know, they win the sectional, they win the regional, and now they're coming through the Warsaw's and those and, you know, made their appearance to the Final Four, and, and it was Pat Skaggs who... You know, even though six, six a little bit like his son Carter, was yeah. more of a perimeter. I mean, he could shoot the ball, and that's where he normally scored from uh, on the perimeter for them. And so that was kind of a – you got two of those uh, guys and Doug Jennings, who's part of the girls' program with his daughter Whitney, that had faced Pat Skaggs and his Anderson team back in – what was, to me, just, you know, it was the glory days of basketball. You usually go to the 50s, 60s, and 70s era where, you know, and it was – for Pat Skaggs, he played in front of 8,000 fans Mm -hmm. and I can remember going down uh, to the Wigwam many a time and that play so loud and the pregame performances they, they put on was, if you were a basketball player for them, you just had to be sky high to, to go play. But I said that, that was an era and it's, it's never going to come back, right back to that from that standpoint, but hopefully does a good job. I mean, he did a phenomenal job out at pioneer and, and uh, uh, solid teams every year, and had a way of figuring out how to win come tournament time. That sectional every year, and this year was good. I mean, they, you know, they won a game in the regional, and by golly, they—they're probably kicking themselves a little bit because they were there to, to win that and yeah. and uh, you know go on to the semi-state. And
0: then that uh, Clay Yao just had an outstanding game. Yeah, he had an unbelievable <laughs>
1: about ten minute span there in the second and half. Yeah. But, they could have just uh, contained him a little bit, but
0: yeah, it's a tough way to go out for the Panthers. But uh, I'm sure Coach Skaggs looks forward to that. And you know, it just seems that, unfortunately for myself, I would have always liked to go into the Wigwam. I heard all these great stories, yeah. and it just seems like the NCC has some of those great old school basketball great arenas. venues. And yeah. that's, I mean, they were and the you know people that are from
1: you know Logan sport and, and the surrounding. They remember the old Barry Bowl and. And uh, the closest thing since I got up here 25 years ago to cover in, they still, the last couple of years, or my first two years here, Peru still used the old Tiger Arena. Mm-hmm. And they were designed just for basketball. You had the permanent seating, the way it was built with the brick. Uh, in the concrete, the gyms were loud. And uh, that's why, it's still, it's fun to go down if you get a chance to go to the and they don't draw the fans, but the Muncie Field House is still by Muncie Central is still located downtown, that area, and still they use their Field House, which they've kept in good shape, and it's 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 loud, and, and so you had that, and Richmond has an unbelievable facility now, but they used to have an older gym that priced seated four thousand, mm-hmm. you know, but you were always packed, and and it just was loud, and of course everybody likes to go play. At Newcastle, which still, even though basketball's not what it was, it's still pretty big in Newcastle. And I know Logan, last time I was down there, it seats, you know, 9,000-something. But, I mean, it's over half full, which you don't get many high school games sure. anymore that are 5,000 fans, and they still kind of get into it. So, yeah, that that was an era. And I still remember as a little kid um, coming up when – Jeff moved from their downtown to where their school is now. Um, they had seven, it was, it's hold 7,000, and it was mm-hmm. pretty much 7,000 there on a regular season night. I, My dad was a longtime season ticket holder, and we still sat up probably about three rows into what was the upper part. And so it was a, a great era for kids to play ball and just kind of be a part of it. And Pat Skaggs was, you know, happened to be, Pretty good player on a pretty good team, and an era that you know he, he really probably has some unbelievable stories to talk about because uh, he also played for Norm Held, who um, was a, one of those classic coaches. The conference had some really good coaches, and I got a chance to uh, just early in my radio career. All those guys, the Norm Helds, the Bill Greens at Marion, the Bill Harolds at Muncie Central—they were also a different breed of coach. Which Pat reminds me. In a way, a little bit, a bit about him—he's not; he doesn't take himself real serious. Mm-hmm. And I can still remember going to interview a, a Bill Green of Marion. And th- those coaches never cared—not that they didn't care about their JV—but none of them ever sat on the bench with their coach during a JV <laughs> game. It was like—and they had the same JV coach for 20 years right. that they were there. But Bill Green, I still can remember to go interview him, and he said, "Well, come with me." And I didn't know where we were walking. Because we were leaving the gym and we're going down and he says, I got to have a cigarette. And we end up doing his interview in like the boiler room <laughs> down in the basement at Marion. That was just the the way he, he was. And so I, I'm looking forward to Pat. I think he'll 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 do a nice job and he'll have a challenge yeah. first year because, I mean, basically they lost all of their scoring They other than really the Andrew Wamsley kid coming back to play at any what you say, really, really quality minutes for them. Everybody else was a senior that's gone, so he'll have his challenge, and his son, I think, will look for the challenge. I mean, he's yeah, he's proven at the level he played that he can score. Now, the next level, what, what will he be able to do? So look forward to it.
0: I think it'll be a pretty interesting uh, scenario for everybody involved and see how that transition over right. into, and then maybe not so much in the first year, because Pat, again, as you said, mentioned in his article that it's going to be a challenge that first mm-hmm. year, but I think after that it's going to be really interesting to see how he uh, builds that Logan support program, mm-hmm. if they can be a, a threat in the NCC. And uh, to stay and not, in... Well, just for, and not to
1: say, you know, some people say, well, Mark Victor didn't do this or he didn't do that. You know, he had above 500 record, um, and that was what they kind of were. It, mm-hmm. You know, they had... One year they were like 9 and 14, but they covered around that 12 and 9, 13. I think the frustrating and the big that challenge will be for Pat is since they've gone class, Logan is not one a sectional. If he can get that done, you know, he goes to the top yeah. of the chart as far as <laughs> coaches because they've had trouble getting over. They've had some teams get to those championship games, but the you know, one year they're not better than a Kokomo or they haven't been better than a Jeff or they haven't been better than the Marion team on that year. I mean, they've had some good teams that – all of a sudden have knocked somebody off, but can they haven't been able to run the table through there. So that will be the challenge for, for
0: Pat, I think. So we'll see if he ever did, gets that uh, sectional and can rub it in the face of his old school. <laughs> somewhere, <yeah. laughs> um, To stay in the NCC, and we mentioned uh, Pat being a NCC native, uh, going to be a little bit different look in the upcoming years. And some of the big news, uh, not only that the Lafayette School's Um, are going to join into the NCC, but Jay County backs out. So the NCC right now is stuck with 11 teams, and you and I were talking, and you mentioned that uh, it may look now that Muncie South is going to be the interested uh, school to join that conference, the 12th component.
1: Well, Logan Sport and a lot of, you know, this all started with the the conferences that Jeff Harrison and McCutcheon were part of, that HCC down there, and uh, they, along with the big, gun I can't remember, they, they got all these different names down there but you know a couple of those other the carmel conferences that they were kind of looking we got enough between two two of these conferences we got enough Indianapolis big time 5a schools anymore 4a schools that we don't need to make that trip to Lafayette for those three and the other conference we don't need Terre Haute North and Terre Haute South like we used to to need so that all got started because of those schools so then uh, you know, the rumor mill had started, and I'd heard this three years ago, that Jeff, Harris, and McCutcheon were on their way out because it was time that there was going to be another indie school to make about eight there, which would say, we don't need you guys anymore. <laughs> right. And the NCC, there's been a lot of talk because of uh, the expense that athletic departments are hit with now. And uh, now a lot of the – used to not be – busing wasn't in the AD budget, but they shoved, you know, all that in there. And so now mm-hmm. you've got trips and – I, I give credit to the A, A, uh, the NCC and their athletic directors in all sports. They've tried to work about how to handle busing and, and, and doing some different things with scheduling to not make you have to travel uh, so many of those trips. But they were looking also, Newcastle's still part of the conference, but they've been one that's kind of teetered sometimes because they are have been the smallest Uh, school in the conference and you know they're still competitive in basketball and they've always been good in wrestling and some of those things but overall they always sat kind of at the bottom and in some of the sports so they were it was always will they be the one to jump and and Huntington North came in when Lafayette Jeff left and there's always been overtures that the way schools are growing in some of the things it's just not a central Fort Wayne you know, the Homesteads, the New Havens, right. they've grown that they easily could say, Huntington, we want you to come in here. And so I think the what I call the old core conference, ADs and coaches and, and so forth principals we're looking at, you know, Huntington could leave easily. Sure. And if New Council goes, we're down to six, and now we're going to have trouble. So, you know, with Jeff Harrison and, and McCutcheon on their way out, you know, depends which party you talk to. One says, Hey, everybody from the NCC went begging for, <laughs> I don't think honestly being a Jeff guy and now being in Logan sport, 25 years that the NCC went begging to Jeff. Cause a yeah. lot of them wanted to say, we want to rub it in your face. Cause we were not happy the way you pulled out of the conference and made us feel like we were inferior. And now you're only in that conference for seven or eight years and goodbye. They don't need yeah. you guys. But, um, But then there are some that that was Jeff was a fit always for the conference and they want him back. Harrison McCutcheon, most of the, a lot of the conference teams play him anyhow already in some sports. So it makes kind of a good fit. And so with Jay County saying no down south, they were looking for some other team closer to the south that could maybe make that split of six and six. And you you may see that type of uh, like the Big Ten and those have gone, but, I think also with the NCC, the original core, which you're talking, the Logans, the Kokomo's, the Marians, the Richman's, and the Muncie's, and Anderson, they were more looking at, bring those in, because we might lose a Huntington. We could lose a Newcastle, and if that happens, we've still got a 10-team conference, so it'll be interesting. I mean, nothing's been official yet, you know, but uh, it looks like Jeff Harrison McCutcheon will be a, a done deal at some point, and. Now, I think they would like to find a 12th team, and if Muncie South is that team, they you know that would work out and and make it good.
0: Yeah, it's uh seems like it starts at the the college level and it started to work its way down to the high school ranks now. Um, so Now that you've got, is this going to cut down on travel? I mean, you you're a guy that's obviously in the N. Well, we haven't been. Yeah. I mean, you you don't look into the specifics yet, but you think, okay, are we going to have a championship game on the football side? Is there going to be a? Well, and I think that's one of the reasons
1: maybe some of this hasn't been Mm -hmm. official or announced because it'd be a nightmare right now to be an athletic director. Sure. Because you're looking out, and you know it's not going to happen in the in the uh, 2013-14 calendar. How hard and what are they trying to get done so they can get started in 2014? Who knows? Because you're dealing with schedules of boys, girls, every sport to try figuring out. Because there's going to have to be some teams dropped, Mm -hmm. you know, from that standpoint. A nightmare for officials. Because most of the schools, they line a lot of times for officials two, three years in advance. You know, so you're playing somebody. Now we're going to have new schools coming in. And I think they're trying to adjust. Uh, some sports, if it ends up being, if you would draw a 12th team, like basketball, you'll play a head-to-head against all mm-hmm. 11. You won't have to worry about that. Football is going to be, that's going to have to be a division, just like right. you see in the college. Um, how they'll do minor sports. Uh, I think baseball you can still, if you wanted, but this weather didn't help. But sure. if you're going to do that and want to play that, you know, you're going to start your conference season earlier. You're going to have to get rid of a lot of non-conference games. And then I think some of your other sports, me being a tennis guy, uh, I'm not a big fan of just having a conference tournament. Right. But it may be we go into split six and you play head-to-head against your five and maybe the top four teams, too, and that type. I mean, that's the stuff that's all been – you know debate it and how you're gonna do it and, and 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 so forth to to make all that happen and and so and you know I don't know if they'll even split it in baseball and say yeah. you know we'll play and yeah, that's that's why you're just not saying hey it's a done deal and we're doing on because every school's got to change schedules and figure out all that stuff and the ads are going to earn <laughs> earn their money when it comes to to ironing out, all that out as coaches we just said do what you want we'll from my standpoint we'll figure it out and go yep. play when when it, it's time to play you know I don't care how I'm just not a big fan of just having one day or two day conference tournament but so because I really play head to head and see so we'll wait and, and see but I it looks more and more like you're going to end up not this year but two years from now that Jeff Harrison McCutcheon will be in whether Muncie South wants to be a part of it, we know Jay County doesn't
0: want to be now, so <laughs> yeah. they've made that decision. They'll have to. We'll find out maybe in the coming months or even yeah. years if they even. And maybe it'll be an eleven-team conference, and then you've Could got a, you've got a whole other set of issues on how, <laughs> on how you divide the divisions and all that. So it'll be uh, definitely an interesting thing, and then it'll be, uh, I think, even more intriguing to see if this happens with other conferences. Now, I know a lot with the NCC is there that proud tradition and mm-hmm. uh, conference well, of champions and, and that And that's so. for, I mean,
1: you've got the core group that that's the, you know, they are, it was a proud tradition. They want to keep it that it, it has gone a long, long time, but you know, back in the forties, the fifties, the sixties into the seventies and even the early eighties, your Kokomo's, your Lafayette's, your Marion's, the Muncie area, even a Newcastle auto industry driven, oh. big cities, Big schools, you know, I'm thinking nowadays I I tell kids my graduating class at Jeff, um, we were at 600. But my brother who graduated in 70 years, they were over 700. And Jeff wasn't the largest school. I mean, Kokomo, they had to split because of the size. None of those schools. I mean, now you look when you're comparing what a 5A, you have Kokomo that's 5A, Huntington North, which, of course, they're the entire county that goes to Huntington North. There's no other schools there. There in Richmond are your only five A schools anymore, for football and Richmond doesn't just leap into that type of thing, and then everybody else is a four three A. They're not the what you have in Indy where they're mammoth schools anymore, right. and so uh, that wasn't the case. You know, back then Indianapolis, you know, Tech might have been their biggest school at the time, and at one point they were part of the North Central Conference, so. Yeah, it. Uh, but I think you got six cities at least. They want to keep that that tradition yeah, sure. still with
0: the North right. Central Conference together. So it'll. we'll see what happens with that in the next coming months. And uh, to keep on this conference talk is the, the big news as to whether or not the Big Ten will now. Big 14? <laughs> yeah, whatever the new name change will be. I, I don't, are they going to name change it? I can't. I, they just bug me. I have no they idea. They would bug me
1: if it wasn't a Big Ten even though there's 14 teams in it.
0: I I agree. I don't think they can change it. I mean, we, I think eventually the Midwest Conference with Mar- <laughs> is Maryland, Midwest. I I, I mean, I, I mean, I, they I, they were the Big 10 with 11 teams for how many years? I can't get used to Maryland and Rutgers in the Big 10. I don't think it does anything for the conference. Well, I mean, as as far as the athletic side, I mean, sure it adds exposure to yeah, the East Coast athletes. But, but nobody I mean virtually I think it's a bad move really for Maryland and Rutgers because maybe they get a few more dollars, but as far as, I mean, it's really getting East Coast to see Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan Mm -hmm. State, Wisconsin, some of those places that you may not see as often. So I think it hurts them, but, you know, I'm sure there was big money involved. Well, I think
1: a team like Maryland, they they got bigger dollars coming to the Big Ten than what they were getting from the ACC. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know money? We talk about this topic every, every time in college. Yeah. Money drives it,
0: <laughs> and that's what—that's why what it's, it's not the education that's driving these things. So the big news really is that they're going to go from the Leaders Legends division and which nobody try it. knew who was in no. which one of that exactly. And so now they want to go to the East West, and I think mostly, you know, the the big thing is it's going to put Ohio State and Michigan back in the, the same, same division. Yeah. And then it's going to it's going to split up Purdue and Indiana, which were really the two big things. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of changes. I think it it brings Wisconsin over. Brian, what do
1: you got for the West? It's we've got Wisconsin, we've got
0: Wisconsin, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, and Nebraska. So that's a very favorable draw now for Purdue and Wisconsin. It it always depends what if you're just
1: thinking football.
0: Well, I mean that's what that's
1: what you're thinking of football, but. If you're thinking, you know, Nebraska used to be really good, and they could get back to that. Iowa's normally been solid. Wisconsin's been pretty good, but maybe with changing coach, maybe they'll drop a little. Uh, Northwestern used to be the Patsy, but not under Pat Fitzgerald <laughs> anymore. Yeah. But I, you look at that, and I guess the one thing, from what I understand between the, splitting this up, is they did go and they told Purdue and IU you would get to keep your...
0: The bucket game. bucket
1: yeah. game, so... That one kind of fits, and if you look at it, that's probably the best way to split the East and the West and Mm -hmm. say, hey, Purdue and IU will play every other year. Nobody else is guaranteed that cross-division matchup, and you're going to play two, four, what, six? Six in your division, and I don't know if they've decided, hey, we're going to, you know, we're down to 12 college football games. I almost wouldn't mind them playing ten conference games well they I, they I, did
0: put on the table to move it to nine I know you know I
1: wouldn't mind them going to because but I don't know you get I'm so frustrated with watching sometimes uh, you you I'm gonna play Indiana State just so I can get a win yeah type of thing and and or we're playing somebody that's not a division one uh Program just to add to a to a game. Let's go play at least as many as we can. And if you play Notre Dame, then as Purdue does, so be it. Yeah. I'd rather see teams. But we got into this silly. We're trying to get six. It used to be well, six yeah. games. Well, now I think they're going to say hey, you got to have a winning record now to get in the bowl game. There's no reason, you know. I didn't mind Purdue getting six wins and going to bowl game. They didn't deserve to be in any bowl game at six yeah. and six, but. That's what everybody was doing. If I can place enough wins and get three out of conference, I only got to get three, three in, in my conference. conference and yep. At three and five, I'm like, oh, <laughs> my goodness.
0: <laughs> it's not good football. It's not good to watch. No, it's, not. I mean, nobody watched it. I'm, I watched some of those bowl games, and it was. I turned off the TV because it's terrible. Right.
1: So, so, I, so I guess right now they're eight, and they're trying to try to get it to nine. Yeah. And maybe stay with nine and go to – I still wouldn't mind to see ten.
0: I'd but, rather see eight or ten than nine. I mean personally to give one team more home games one more road games. Right. I, if you're going to I'd say at least keep it even 8 or 10, I don't mind. Uh, and then I'd go out and I'd I'd schedule almost like they do with the Big 10 ACC tournament type deal where you have maybe 4 or be, 6
1: say we're going to go play.
0: Yeah, we're going to play this, you know, we're going to schedule four of our 14
1: teams? teams in a conference. Well, night. that's what you
0: could split it up amongst <laughs> the different the different uh conferences you well, could somebody's gotta have fourteen. There you, well you got the pac Anymore. you could say the pac twelve maybe, who's got obviously two divisions and you could say the East goes out and plays one of their yeah. sides and somebody gets left out. But I I to me either in college football you should have an exhibition week or you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's virtually what these D two schools are. Now I know that there's been the James Madison yeah, field, you know, and the Appalachian State right. and I'm sure there's been another one that I'm forgetting but Nobody wants to watch it, and and so if you're going to designate a week and say, okay, we're going to draw back a little bit, start Wait a week for and another care. home
1: game for money because yeah, well in yeah. Ann Arbor we're going to get a hundred and some thousand, and you're going to pay the season ticket package whether yeah. you have got James Madison coming or whoever, it's that extra, and you take in Michigan, take a hundred and six thousand times whatever dollar yeah. you. Well, One, it's, it's good for, for the
0: Division Two school too because oh they yeah, they pay money, they get yeah. pay that. So that's what I, I would like to see an exhibition kind of paid out the same way. I mean, I think you'd still get not you wouldn't get one hundred six thousand at Michigan, but you might get half of that. You might get for what for an
1: exhibition. Oh, just say you're going to play an exhibition. Yeah, just play
0: say an ex- exhibition game, not or, Yeah, exactly. Oh. Just like they do in the I NFL having, preseason. See,
1: here we go. I don't want to be like the NFL though.
0: But I I just want well then I
1: mean I'm because fine with that. I don't like want twelve games and now we're going to get into. I mean, the the college football season is going to end up lasting as long as the NFL. We're talking about college kids that are supposed to be. So, to me, now we've taken the college kid that is a football player, comes in. They're already going year-round, but their season really gets started with practice in Mm -hmm. August. Yeah. And now we're going to be to the middle of January, if you're the best, before you even get done. So, I've completed one semester. I'm already into my next semester of
0: well, I, that's I've, cool, and I am
1: really still in my sport.
0: Well, and that's the thing that I hate the most about it, though, is that that championship game is in January. Mm. I mean, I want to see teams that are playing their best at their best. I don't want to see them take 43 days to practice or whatever. Yeah. It's well, they put that in, and I haven't
1: – did they say how you know, this thing – I've kind of printed off something They just to, since Texas Stadium is going to have the first college football playoff national title game. Uh, oh. Yeah, and they didn't <laughs> fancy it up. It's just college football playoff. Yeah, um, creative minds at work to see. But I mean, now the college season really doesn't end till after Thanksgiving, sort of yeah. December. So you've got to have a couple of games there around Christmas time. But yeah, you're. I would agree. I maybe one week off, and then let's jump into yeah this bowl thing, and then get it ironed out to the final. How many we're having
0: now? Well, I think you and can the, you can get it all done before Christmas. Well, yeah, <laughs> I you mean, could. I mean, that's just it, to me, and I know it's about ratings, but you could play it. You could almost play a bowl game every day of the week if you wanted mm-hmm. to. So, but I like I said, I don't like the division two or one aa or whatever the heck they call it now. Um, Their style of FCS. I'd like if they're gonna do it scheduled it as an exhibition. If not, then we don't play them. I just I I hate it. I mean, there's if you want to schedule a lesser opponent, there's still the well, MAC conference, there's still yeah. the CUSA. Well, I don't know. The MAC conference
1: seems to knock people off. Well, everyone. that's true too.
0: <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just bad football. It's I, I don't know. I, I can't stand it. So, but it's uh, an interesting thing. But I've always proposed that, You know, you play whether you play it or not. You have the exhibition, and then you sign a, a contract with a couple conferences, a home and home, mm-hmm. or a four year kind of thing, and then you move on. That way, everybody in the conference is playing at least somebody else in another mm-hmm. conference that's relevant or whatever. So, And then you mentioned uh, the college football playoff, and so I'm sure that's going to last even longer now before we crown a national champion. Well, I think it was looking at January 15th as the first. The first game?
1: No, it will be the national team. Oh, game, okay. And will be on, the, like, the... They're always going to be played on a Monday. January 12, 2015 is the scheduled first one. So, you're going to play your uh, other ones right around January 1, 2. And then, I haven't figured out how they're doing it. He said like this year... Not two years from now, like the Rose and Sugar Bowl will play January one of uh, two thousand and fifteen. They won't because Texas State. So there'll be like sure. a semifinal mm-hmm. type thing to get there. So they'll play those on New Year's Day to set up a Monday. Because I don't know when January first falls. They they say they're gonna always play the national title game on a Monday because now you're into the NFL, which will we'll be the Saturday and Sunday.
0: Well, yeah, and you gotta have the highest ratings. That's right. <laughs> So, are you a fan of the college football playoff? Are you? you I'm kind of like happy.
1: I always thought when they finally decided we're not going to just have, you know, an AP champion and UPI at the time, and then you had the ESPN whatever they called them the regular coaches poll and that to just decide the national championship. Because I like tradition, but they don't yeah. do it anything. It's all gone. As a kid, I grew up. New Year's Day, we were going to see the four major bowl games on there, and right. that was culminated Culminated the college football season. It was over, then we got ready for the playoffs of the NFL, but yeah. now they drag all that on. So when they thought about that, that, I wanted to see them go to eight eight bowl games and mm-hmm. decided start with the eight, 16 teams, basically, is sure. what I wanted to see them play. And I thought, what, that's four weeks and you're and to me at the time it used to be you played eleven games you had a bowl game now you have gone to twelve and we keep at so I don't think they care how many games so if you're playing twelve what's four more if you're into the national title game and I have sixteen and I said it's if somebody wants to have a bowl game and invite whoever they're gonna invite whoever right? right probably be enough interest in that but I thought sixteen teams yeah you're gonna have somebody complain that they're the seventeenth team you're always gonna have whoever but mm-hmm. sixteen you've got pretty good. You know? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, to me, the one through 16, you know, the one meeting the 16, the one should win, you know, that opening. Yeah. And that would leave that you might have that upset. And I always thought the first round as one of the top eight seeds, if you're one of the top eight, you get the host. And not have a bowl game for that one. It's a home, sure. home or away game to start that out and then go, because I don't know how you find... But now you can... They've got some pretty good areas that you could have eight neutral sites. Mm-hmm. To start that the only thing I wondered if you went that far is what attendance would be.
0: Because well, I, how many I, yeah. people
1: can afford
0: I think that's gonna be the big question mark even for the fourteen.
1: Well, I thought if you go sixteen and get it down to eight with a home or away, then you've got only three games to go, you know, from that. Yeah, because I think the fan base will be tested. Oh, yeah. Um, from that standpoint to say, hey, we're traveling here, and in another week we got to travel there, mm-hmm. and another week there. That will be, um, so maybe we just go to four. Who knows? Yeah. But maybe go home and away the first two weeks.
0: Then that could, I mean, that's something that could be, I mean, they're you all, they're it? looking for the money, so. I, I mean, mean, you, that you could seen it some... one
1: through 16. Sure. And, you know, it's no different than. they they make everything like the nfl or whatever so we basically in the nfl you seed yeah the team so you know somebody's gonna win two on a if they get it rolling they can win two on the road and then maybe the last two are at neutral sites um from that standpoint but that's i almost would go with that you you, if you're going to go with 16 seed to seed to 16 and if you're at the lower seed, you know you're going on the road for, right. for your matchups, and, and so I don't know. That's that's kind an of my...
0: that's an interesting. I'm almost almost with you. I thought eight teams is a good enough? for me, just because any any more, it seems anything's like, better than two. Yeah, well, to. and with the eight, to me, it seems that any more with the teams like Alabama, if you get too far out of the top five, it, it's just going to be a pounding. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we've seen already in a couple, um, and you'll have it no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. what the number is. Occasionally you're going to have it, but I remember a few years ago there was uh, Georgia-Hawaii and georgia blew hawaii out of the water uh, in the Sugar Bowl or whatever. And then picture. we've had West Virginia. I can't remember who they played now. and I think it was Clemson maybe. Yeah, they oh, destroyed God. Clemson. So you're always gonna have that, but I think that you can at least maybe cut down on that a little bit if you narrow it down to just the eight. So I'm on I I like that I, go eight. I, I, like, I can live with eight. I like that idea of playing that first round though at being a home or that home might game. be the
1: best thing even with eight. First round there and then mm-hmm. the four will be at two at neutral site and the final game at a neutral site. That that probably would work.
0: I think that's I think that is interesting to think well, what's gonna happen this year with that or with uh, when it happens Another in year. 2015, right. with the fans and having to travel not to one but now two, two locations, right. so we'll see what the turnout is. And I, I mean, I can't imagine Texas Stadium not being full. I think well, you're going to have
1: you'll still have people who'll buy that that are not even fan affiliated.
0: Well, because sure, it is, you know, sure.
1: Type type thing that's going on.
0: So then, um, do you get into a scenario where? It's like college basketball in the tournament where there's going to be these, uh, even though they're different venues, different bowl games, where you can buy a a package, I guess Uh is what you want to say. Is that what it's going to come to? I mean, I don't know how you would do it with the different, like, I mean, you'd have to get all the venues, all the committee chairs. everybody. everybody That's not
1: even as big a concern to them. They're putting this together, and it's the kind of TV and advertising dollars that are going to Uh, drive it as much.
0: As, as attendances tic- are yeah, worried about. Tickets, so and uh on a closing note you wanted to bring up talk about your Cardinals. Yeah, well, <laughs> well
1: since Grant, who hates baseball but is always at baseball and not here to be part of this, uh in know, charge of the
0: batting roster. I was
1: just watching the Cardinals one again today, four to two in Washington and Strasburg's one and four start the year for Washington. Though I saw his ERA's just above three, so it's not like he's pitching horribly, but the Cardinals got three of four, so I'm feeling good. They're back in first, and the best thing about them, they have played the fewest home games of anybody in the big leagues It's six, so they're, okay. I think, what, uh, they played, what is their record now? I oh. thought I wrote it down tonight, just to, they're 13 and eight, so they played 15 road games already, so they're above 500 on the road as well, so that's a good start for, for the Cardinals, and I'm feeling good
0: about that. You're happy to win three out of four. we We're, we're happy. Four. We're happy to go four and fifteen. Well, they got
1: one the other day in extra
0: innings. Finally, did the they got two of them in extra innings? So. They beat the Reds in extra innings of the last couple games, and then they dropped one today, one zero. Oh, so they got beat one nothing. They did. That, so it was a come shut them. I wonder. I don't know. I don't think it was Cueto uh, though. No, he's. I he's didn't been nicked up. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I haven't been following the Cubs. I can't even.
1: The Cubby lineup
0: is just. Constantly changing. Well, then like there's nobody no you know. Rizzo's about the only guy, and I saw Rizzo he said about
1: 154 the other day yeah, start of the year. But. Starlin
0: Castro, and that's about it. That's my extent. I, To me, that's well, baseball is the hardest sport to follow because it's. Con- maybe it it's, and maybe be. it's just the Cubs. It's just constantly changing.
1: And it's, it? I'll I, tell you what has changed for me, with... and people like you guys like. You can go to the internet and get stuff, and and you got the highlights. I don't keep track of baseball and players as much because I don't have a newspaper that prints all the box, box scores. scores? And I, it was used to just be on one, and man, you could go right through that. And I, even though you can get every box score on there, you got to be doing something. I I do miss, and I said I took the old Sporting News forever and it gave you everything. I mean it was the bible of baseball mm-hmm. because it gave every box score was in there if you missed it and it gave every team stats and then the best thing I liked it gave triple a your double a your wow. single a stuff that was going on there so you could really follow in that magazine so all that's changed now, you can go find it all. Right. but to me I used to just get it all packaged in one Thing and you know, sporting news used to be a newspaper. Now it's whatever they try to call the thing. But um, that's part of the reason I don't. I keep track of my Cardinals. Yeah. But to know everybody and and the Cubs, I used to know the Cubs as well as the Cardinals because they were on GN every single night. And now I never know if they're on or not. So it's not like I'm not even interested to turn it on. I used to turn it on just to root against them. But you, I knew the Cubs team, and you got to know. All the other teams, because you were watching somebody play yeah. the Cubs every night, and you had at the time, even when I was in high school, the TBS had all yeah. the Braves games on, and, yeah. and yeah. I grew up where the White Sox were on quite a bit, and even the Reds were on, and you'd see a lot of baseball um, from that. And I like the mid, kind of the Midwest mm-hmm. teams. Now it seems like half the time the national game of
0: it's always the Yankees or the Red Sox. <laughs> so I don't want to watch them anymore. <laughs> you're tired of watching the Yankees, and then so yeah, it's I I, I don't follow baseball. It's just there's too much change to me, mm-hmm. and everybody's constantly moving, going up, going down. Well, and I,
1: you're right. And as a kid growing up, um, you know, I grew up in the '70s into the early '80s. You did not have the free agency, right? So when I was a kid. Forever, and it went forever, but I bet it was seven, eight years in a row. You know, the Dodgers, it was, say, Russell Lopes and Garvey on the infield with Yeager their cat. I mean, it was, it was the <laughs> right. same guys. It was Rose yeah. Concepcion, Morgan, and Tony Perez with Johnny Benchbine. That was the Reds. I mean, it, Ken Griffey and George, they were in the outfield. And, and you know, even the Cubs that were not. Good and might make some changes. They had the same guys for for a period of time, and right. uh, you just you don't get that, you know. And and when I saw, and I really never thought he was going to leave when I saw Albert Pujols. Oh yeah, bolt. And and he's a quality guy. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody that say he isn't. But when he bolted St. Louis after. 10 years, and being the guy Mm -hmm. uh, in St. Louis for that, it just told me any, there's, I don't know if there's a guy
0: that that would want to play their career.
1: If they are a top-notch player, will stay in their place for 17, 18 years. There's not going to be, you know, the card. There's not going to be a Stan Musial. To me, there's not going to be a Lou Brock, even though he started the Cubs. He got traded early and then was a Cardinal for it. For his life. There's not going to be the last one, last couple that I really remember in baseball. And you've got one right now that I hope never departs. Even though I don't like the Yankees. Is a guy like Derek Jeter. Because I think he's going to be one of the last ones that's going to be a Yankee product. Coming up through the minors and will stay his career. And they could always keep him. Because they've got the money and and the means to do that. But a guy like Tony Gwynn. I respected him. I mean, he played in a market that wasn't
0: very right. good, San and he Diego.
1: was a San Diego Padre yeah. um, for his career. And Cal and Ripken doing what he did for all his years yeah. in Baltimore. Those are the last two, other than a guy like Derek Jeter had finished his career, and I hope he doesn't you sure. know, go play right. somewhere for, for a season or two. Just if, if I'm done, I'm, I'm done as a Yankee. Right. And you just don't see those guys that are going to play those years. Like that anymore.
0: Yeah, it's tough to find in any sport with the markets and mm-hmm. money and just mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think baseball is probably taking the biggest hit though, just because yeah. of the. you wonder in the money, and I—if you've ever gotten to listen to
1: Tony Gwynn, he made a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: uh, he was like, I mean, he liked San Diego. He was—he like, played in San Diego in college and liked that area, and that's what he wanted to do. And he's like, I got $30, forty million dollars. What can I do with? You know, I, um, yeah, because he wasn't a flamboyant guy. He's like, right. I got plenty of what, what I need to go somewhere else. to Sure. And that's uh, the thing that just, and Albert Pools has always said it wasn't the money, but I'm thinking, man, they offered you about $200 million and you went for about 250
0: Yeah. You know, and
1: I'm thinking <laughs> $200 million is a pretty good payday um, in there. So, yeah, money money
0: talks. That's That's for sure anymore. I think we'll probably be able to talk about money again. All <laughs> sports again next week, and see if if Grant will actually be here next week. So um, we'll see if we can get Grant back in the studio, drag him away from the dugout and the batting practice, and making his role changes. I, I think tonight
1: was snack night for Grant to provide. <laughs> he it was practice. in charge of the apple slices. He wouldn't actually admit it on there. He just kept saying, "I got." I got that prior ball committed, Uh, but I think really
0: deep down. He was in charge of animal crackers. He was the snack man tonight. There you go. That could be. So that'll do it for us on Shooting the Bull. Remember, you can find us on waltonwebcasting.com, podbean.com, slash waltonwebcasting, and you can also find us on iTunes. Until next week, have a good night, everybody.